0: I have not recorded a solo show in so long, and I am so happy to be back. I'm so happy to be chatting with you today. So thank you for your ears. I love spending this time with you. Today is about life updates, a couple things that maybe you'll find interesting, and some listener questions. So I'm gonna answer your questions. Some of them are thought-provoking, so I'm looking forward to digging into this. However, if this is your first episode, This is not the episode. Just find any one of the other episodes because we don't know each other yet. Like, let's get to know each other first. Okay. I wanted to share some follow up with you to some things I've talked about recently going to talk about recent shows, going to talk about updates since we've had some guests on, going to talk about a recent photo shoot that I did, all sorts of things. First thing that I wanted to tell you is episode 240, that was with Kate Tolson, and it was all about rapid transformational therapy, and we call it RTT. First of all, that episode has been a huge hit, and a bunch of you have made contact with Kate. Like, I know you blew up her inbox, and I just wanted to tell you, first of all, that is awesome, and she's only just now starting to have more capacity. So if you have not yet listened to episode 240, or if you just need a reminder to reach out to Kate, I still stand by that RTT has been one of the most transformative experiences that I have ever ever had. And Kate Tolson, the RTT therapist that I used and that I personally recommend now has a little bit more capacity. She was totally slammed after that episode and she's just freeing up. So I will put the link again in the show notes for this episode and it's episode 240 if you want a refresher. Now, if any of you feel like sharing after your session, I would Love to hear from you. So, email me, DM me, whatever. Let me know what kind of impact it had on your life if you feel like talking about it. So, wanted to let you know about that. And then, another thing that's going on is. It was my birthday month, it still is, technically. I'm an August baby, I am very obviously a Leo in every possible way, and I made us a present. So for my birthday, I wanted to do something kinda fun and I actually ended up making us some Live Better Start Now muscle tanks. They are like loose fitting workout tops, sleeveless, they're low cut on the sides, they're super comfortable, they have a little extra room in the belly so they don't feel like they're super snug against your belly, and they are the absolute best on the new page that I've set up for us where you'll find other cute merchandise. And I'm going to start showing some photos of that on Instagram and on the website, obviously. So check that out. I've made some really cute merch. I am relying on a third party to make it and ship it. So unfortunately, I don't own the customer service experience, which does make me a little bit nervous. But they ship all over the world and I just can't. Like, I've done this before and I was, you know, shipping t shirts late into the night and it just was unsustainable. So I'm relying on a third party. They own the customer service experience. It makes me a little tiny bit nervous, but I did like a beta rollout and I shared this with just a few of you. And so far, so good in terms of the experience, but everybody is totally digging the merch. So there's the Live Better, Start Now tea. There's a mug that says, You are quite simply awesome. So it's like a little love note for me every day. But there are also tote bags and a couple of other things. They're all on the website. You can check it out at onairella.com and it's under merch. You can't miss it. If you get some, you got to take a picture and send it to me. If I'm not allowed to post it, you can tell me that, but send me your photo so I can see how cute you look. Okay. Speaking of photos, here's a fun life update. I had a photo shoot recently and I don't know about you, but like just the words photo shoot gets me tense. (laughs) there are so many things I do not love about photo shoots, most notably the photos. That's the part I'm uncomfortable with. Um, I went back to Katie Dixon and she has done every photo shoot I've ever done since the podcast began. So I went all the way back to North Carolina to do a photo shoot with Katie. And I just need you to understand several things. First of all, not comfortable. Like I cannot stand a photo of me. And I just like I'll never be able to truly embrace social media because every time I post a photo, it makes me like I'm mortified. I don't love it. So I don't know if anyone can relate to that. I'm not here to like excuse it or work on it. It's not a part of my personal development. (laughs) I just don't love it. But I did learn a few things and I want to share them with you. First of all, When you work with a good photographer, they make you feel comfortable by making you feel like yourself. So the very best way to get a good photo of yourself, and you do not need a professional photo shoot for this tip to be worthwhile, is to look for the essence of you. Because here's what I do. Have you ever done this? I look at a picture of me and I look at my ear or the angle of my chin or the wrinkle I made when I moved my head a certain way or the funny face that I'm making. And I zoom in on pixel size flaws, whereas when I look at a photo of anyone else, I see the essence of them. And whether there's light in their eyes and whether that photo captured the essence of them, their personality, you know what I mean? Signs of life. And when we look at pictures of ourselves, we tend to zoom in on the tiniest flaws and then start counting them and analyzing them for flaws. So it's always a super interesting experience when you actually have to get photos done and you have to like some of them. Like, it's just an interesting, interesting dynamic if you're like me and you're just uncomfortable with the whole scenario. So several things at play here that I just kind of wanted to share with you. The first thing is Katie is fabulous and always makes me feel super comfortable. So I can't say enough about that. But I really wanted to do this because I wanted to showcase some of the merch that I made for you. So I was like, "I I have to do this, but nothing was going right. Like, I couldn't get anyone to do my makeup. I could get someone to do my hair two days before, but not the day of. I have not had a manicure or a pedicure since uh, like 2019. I don't even know. Um, Oh, remember that face injury that I told you about? yeah, it's still there. It's purple now. It's like I've become one with it. I don't know if it's permanent. I don't know. We'll see. So I call Katie and I'm like, look, I have face leprosy. I have no stylist. I have no one to like make me look better than I am. I hope you're really good at Photoshop because I'm coming over. (laughs) I'm sort of kidding, but like not entirely. So basically, I showed up as my natural self with a little bit more makeup than I might normally wear because you need it to show up on camera. And Katie made me feel comfortable. And we were silly. And you take 300 photos. And, you know, you hope for five good ones. Like, that's the process. I'm exaggerating a little bit. But you take dozens and dozens of photos. And you hope for some good ones. I'm going to share the results with you. But I did something fun. Don't tell my husband. Uh, He was there for part of it because he was getting new headshots done. By the way, if you are a working person or somebody who plans to be, you need a decent headshot. Car selfies do not work. Do not put a car selfie of yourself on LinkedIn. This is just a public service announcement. It's for free. Find someone to take your headshot, find someone who's talented with an iPhone and take it in portrait mode with a proper background. But whatever you do, remove the car selfie. Okay, so he's getting headshots done. So he was there for a little bit, but then we kicked him out and we made up an excuse. And Katie and I took secret photos. So I'm giving the hubby some secret photos for his birthday. And it wasn't like a boudoir shoot, but it was kind of sexy and kind of playful. And I sort of love it. And I'm thinking about putting those on Instagram, too. I mean, he's not on social media, so he'll never see them. But I kind of want to share them with you because I just think everybody should do this. Like, even though I was so uncomfortable and theoretically, mortified by the whole concept. I'm also so excited. Like when I'm 86, I'm going to be so glad that I did this. So I will probably put that in Instagram for you. And then I might take it down later. feeling cute might delete later we'll see you can check all that out but I would love to hear from you if you have photo shoot dysmorphia if you're terrified of putting your photo out there if you're super uncomfortable with video in these days where it feels like we're supposed to be comfortable with all of that I don't know if it's helpful for you to know but I find that stuff very very challenging and and it I don't know if it helps me to sort of work through this stuff or if it's just going to be something that I'm mortified about over time and I do it anyway. So maybe there's something that you feel insecure about, or maybe there's something that you feel like, you know, you don't measure up to somebody else doing it. You know what? Do it anyway. (laughs) Do it anyway. And PS, when you're 86, you're going to wish you had very bomb pictures of yourself right now. So highly recommend. Okay. So those are the updates. RTT. I'll put the link in here in case you were waiting for a sign that you should contact Kate. This is it. I'll share some photos with you on Instagram. Don't send them to my husband. They're top secret. His birthday's not for two more weeks. And finally, get on onairella.com and check out the new cute merch. I love it. It's all super comfortable and I hope you love it too. Okay, we're diving into the listener Q&A, and some of these questions are really juicy. The first one is, do you ever disagree with your guests? Uh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, first of all, I don't even think it's interesting to only have people on the show with whom you agree all the time about all the things. So I'm also, you know, I'm I'm not bringing someone on to pick them apart and to debate them, but my focus is on you. So... I might ask you questions in the show or make comments about how this might open up your view to look at something differently or challenge you like, you know, how do you think of this? But yeah, I absolutely disagree with some of the things the guests say on the show. Um, And it's kind of an interesting place to be because you're not, I mean, I I tell my guests, like, is it, are you comfortable if I push back on something, if I don't agree with it? Because I think that's an interesting dialogue. But again, I'm also not going to just harangue them on the air if I disagree with them. And plus, who? cares? Like, it's not about whether I agree with them or not. It's giving you a bunch of tools to put in your toolkit, sift through them and see which ones work for you, right? Now, if something like extreme gets said, which happens very rarely, I will edit it out. So if it's just egregious, and I don't have the time or the interest in presenting both sides or doing a deep dive into the topic, then I'll just edit out the more extreme views or, and this has happened very, very rarely also, but it happens when a guest is marketing something and using my platform in your ears to spread the word about something that, you know, they didn't warn me in advance about, or maybe it's a network marketing product for them, but they'll mention it like it's um, you know, just a part of the things they recommend. And then I look a little bit deeper into it. And I find out it's like a multi level marketing product. And, and I'm out here about to tout that without any information about it. So I'll take that sort of thing out. Um, And by the way, don't do that. If you're a guest on somebody else's platform, don't do that. Talk to them about that in advance. The thing that might be most surprising to you, if this question is of interest to you, is that I will simply not air an episode altogether if I don't think it creates value for you or if it doesn't represent the guest well. Because my job is to create value for you, number one. But also, I really want my guests to be represented in their best Light. And sometimes, you know, that can be like sound or tech difficulty. But I've also had really esteemed guests. I probably have about 14 shows over the years that I've never aired. And one of them was one of my favorite authors of all time. Still, like, I admire this person so, 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 so much. And he, the conversation was, you know, I, I hope I was asking him good questions, but I think I was like interview 312 that day. So he just kind of phoned it in, if you know what I mean, figuratively. <laughs> Most of them phoned it in, literally. So, but it was a little bit um, rote. And I know this author and admire this author and I know that he is not rote and he's a deep thinker and he's actually like kind of a genius. And I just couldn't air the episode because it didn't show him in the best light and it didn't do anything to create value or interest around his work as much as I love his work. So I had to bin it. Um, so, yeah, I've I've spent many, many, many hours recruiting guests, um, getting them on the air, recording interviews with them, even getting so far as to edit it and then just be like, you know what, this isn't right. So it's because I care about you and your time is precious. So, yeah. But let's get back to the question. The question was, do I ever disagree? So let's go back and talk about that a little bit more. Um, I have disagreed really recently on shows. And I don't mind talking about it at all. But we talked about um, daily probiotics really recently. And my guest said that they're only good for detox functions. And I think I'd, I I don't want to misquote my own show. But I think she was saying like, only if you have like heavy metals in your gut or something, that's the only way that probiotics are going to be really of use to you. And I just I, I disagree. My previous guest, Dr. Zach Bush disagrees. And I have had my own experience. I'm referring back to episode 242, by the way. And we talk a lot about gut health. And I actually have found uh, probiotics to be extremely useful, presumably because they do diversify gut bacteria. And I wanted you to know that I recently, because of that show, I switched from the kind of probiotic that has to be refrigerated to a soil-based probiotic, and that's what they're called. It will say that on the label, a soil-based probiotic that does not have to be refrigerated. And oh my gosh, it has made such a difference in my digestion. So this is just a little aside while we're going down this road um, that not only did I disagree with With her perspective on probiotics, no big deal. We're all here to learn and have our own experiences. But it prompted me to do a little bit more digging. And I found one that has worked better for me than any probiotic has worked in the past 12 years of me taking probiotics. And if it's frustrating to you that I'm not sharing the brand, it's for the following reason. Everybody is so different that... My probiotic isn't going to do the same thing for you. So what I would recommend is you have to spend a little bit of money and try and see which ones make an impact. And I'll tell you something, I never really noticed a big difference at all until recently. And I've been taking probiotics for years and years and years. So yeah just wanted to share that with you. Also in the same show, not to pick on this show, but it was so recent. So I have like a recency bias around this, but in episode 242, uh, our guest talked about animal protein being key to nutrition. And as a non-meat eater, I obviously don't ascribe to that, but I'm very, very happy to share it with you for your own consideration. Like it doesn't, uh, I am not afraid at all to share differing views again, so that you can sort through these things for your own consideration and application. Also, I recently, dropped an episode on sleep. Which episode was that? That's going to be that's going to be episode two forty four with Sean Stevenson, and it was a rebroadcast from several years ago. And I loved the show. I love Sean, and that's why I rebroadcast it because a lot of you wouldn't have heard it because it was so long ago, actually. But I had a very hard time listening to how often I referred to fat loss in that episode. Did you pick up on that? So this was episode 244 and it's the one thing you're not doing to look better, feel better and live better. And it was all about the benefits of sleep and we tied it to fat loss and basically made it sound like the holy grail that obviously all of us are trying to achieve. And and by the way I have no problem with sharing connections to unexplained body changes, okay? Like, if you're doing everything else right, but you feel like your body is out of sync or you have unexplained weight gain, like, I want you to know that your sleep may be the missing link. No no question. Still, Today Me says that. (laughs) But if you listen to that show, I talk about fat loss, like, of course, that's what we all want and need. And I just wouldn't sound like I had if I had recorded that show present day. So in that sense, I disagree with old me (laughs) as a host. Okay, so if you have any questions about other shows or any information that I've shared, and you're wondering if I agree with it, because I did not debate the guest on the air, let me know. I, I think this is actually kind of an interesting topic. I'm happy to talk to you about it. Okay, I'll answer the second question quickly. Let's treat this like a lightning one. Um, What drives you crazy is the question. So what drives you crazy? Honestly, like a lot of things drive me crazy. Social media drives me crazy. um, And the fact that I keep going back to it drives me crazy about me. Uh, The number one thing that drives me crazy and makes me want to pull my eyelashes out one at a time is mouth noises. I cannot stand mouth noises in real life. And probably worse for me is when I'm listening to a podcast and the host or the speaker is making sort of lip smacking noises in the microphone. It makes me crazy. Like, I'm getting uncomfortable just thinking about it. Okay, this is supposed to be lightning. Uh, let's see. What else drives me crazy? Commercials, like really bad commercials. I am remarkably ill-tempered about bad commercials. Like, for some reason, I take them as a personal affront to my intelligence. Like, they make me absolutely crazy. So, in some ways, I'm just a grumpy old man, I guess. Okay. Question number three. Oh, this is a juicy one. Do you have any unpopular opinions And she goes on to kind of qualify that, you know, just generally assumed, presumed to be unpopular in the zeitgeist right now. And my answer is, yeah, I definitely do for sure. And I love this question so much. Okay. Unpopular opinions that will get me canceled. Um, I think most health gurus, and I'm making air quotes, I think most health gurus, gurus and a lot of people who are focused on diet and nutrition and fitness in the social media world and the personal coaching world, I think that they had or have an eating disorder. And that's what draws them to that area in the first place. <laughs> Am I canceled yet? Okay. So, and and I have had that experience with so many people in that category. Hello, including... Me, I am pointing at myself. But when this is an area of challenge, it's also an area of interest for many, many, many people. And I said, had or have. And of course you can't make blanket statements about an entire industry for all of time, but I am saying, I think it's useful to at least consider the fact that the person that you're following and you admire so much, they may have had or could currently have a disordered relationship with food and their body. And when you even just kind of ponder that question and look through their materials with that lens, sometimes that can be enlightening to you. So if you feel attacked right now, or defensive in any way, talk to me, I have a platform, and I definitely had a disordered relationship with food. And I definitely started a wellness podcast, you know, and went through healing that disorder. So I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying it's a useful lens with which to consider some of the things that you view or consume. Okay, (laughs) should I just stop now? Um, A short one, an unpopular opinion that I have is that I think that so much of us in Western culture, at least, or really, let me just say in American culture. And really, I'm going to go ahead and say the u k. culture. Uh, I don't know I don't know any other area well enough to comment, but I think we are looking to be outraged. and I think we're very easily outraged. And I think that culturally speaking, so mass generalities and just kind of, in the ether is this, we're, we're scanning the universe for reasons to be outraged. And and maybe that outrage looks like self-righteousness. Um, maybe it looks like virtue. Um, but I just think that we spend a lot of our time being outraged about things that we have no intention to change. <laughs> uh, and it'd be super cool if we could, and I raise my hand here, channel... I'll just speak for me, channel my own energy into things I can actually impact and influence instead of sort of be passively outraged about it. So that's my unpopular opinion number two. Okay, let's see. Let me think if I can share. Okay, I have a couple more. Money reduces friction and we should earn our own. Uh, What do I mean by that? I mean, money is freedom of choice in many, many cases, and it reduces friction when you have more than less. And I also think that even if you're in a partnership where one partner earns much, much more than the other, I think that partner B in this case, I think partner B would benefit very, very much from earning his or her own money, even if it's like $500 a month. There's something about earning your own money through your own little side hustle. I say little meaning it's not your primary area of focus. Uh, I don't mean to belittle it in any way. I think it's very, very powerful. It speaks to your own agency. It speaks to proving something to yourself that you can if you have to, like, I can do this if I ever really had to. And also, it just gives you like a little bit of your own freedom, um, should you find yourself in a partnership where it's not necessary. So that's a that's an unpopular opinion. Maybe I'm super interested in your own experiences or thoughts there, as I am on any of these, actually. I'm not super sensitive about my opinions. They're generally loosely held. I consider myself quite open to (laughs) other people's perspectives and experiences. And I actually love having these conversations. But if you're if you're not triggered yet, uh, I'll throw a couple more out there and see if see if you're looking to be outraged. <laughs> okay, that wasn't fair. I think that every single human being that has the physical ability to do so should get fit for some period once in their life. And it's a little bit like earning your own money. Please know when I say get fit, that's a really loose term. I sure as hell don't mean get skinny. And I'm not referring to getting um, to being shaped in any kind of certain way. I'm talking about fit as a relative term, meaning you feel good in your body. You feel strong. You feel capable. And you feel... I don't know, you feel like you're in your body and you're treating it well and it is there for you. And I think every single human being that has the luxury ability and privilege to spend time taking care of themselves and getting fit, again, defined very, very broadly, should do so. Because you can, first of all. And I think it's so powerful to see a couple things, to see what it does for you, to see if it changes the way you think of yourself, to see if it changes the way you show up in your relationship, to see if it changes the way you walk into a room or changes your confidence. And again, it would be very easy to find this outrageous and to think that I am saying I think you should achieve a certain aesthetic and see if doors open for you. That's not what I'm saying, not even a little bit. So let me try and be super super clear about this. I think every single one of us should try on strength and possession of our bodies for ourselves and see what it costs us and see what it does for us. So like cost benefit. Did it cost me too much to do that? And I'm not just talking about money, obviously. I'm talking about effort and mental energy and emotional energy and all that um and time as a resource. But what does it cost you? And then how does it benefit you? And like where's the sweet spot for you? And is that of use to you? Most of us say we want to do this in our lives at some point. You know, most of us refer to getting healthier obliquely at some point in our lives. And then some of us are much more explicit about it at other points in our lives, or we self-flagellate because we aren't, you know, that sort of thing. It certainly takes up a lot of space in our lives. I think every single one of us should just really commit to it and try it and see if it works And see if there's any like sweet spot in that equation that works for them. Okay. (laughs) Question four. What are you working on right now? Okay. I'm not sure if you're asking what am I working on right now from like a personal growth standpoint, like what work am I doing to be better, live better, feel better, that type of thing. Or if you mean literally, what am I working on? So I'll give you a little bit of both. Um, Right now, what I'm working on from a personal development standpoint is, uh, this sounds a bit nebulous, but I'm working on sharing my wins. (laughs) So I'm sharing that with you intentionally because I don't think we do this very often or very well. And I am not suggesting that we all become braggadocious, But I do think that you should have space in your life and people in your life where you are comfortable sharing your successes, big or small. So maybe your success is, you know, oh, I've tried to cut back on my frequency of alcohol. I'm only drinking one night a week and and, and someone you can tell that to. Or, yeah, I just actually got really great feedback at this project I'm doing at work or, um, you know, something went really well with a customer today or whatever. It raises the issue. Do you have people to share your wins with and are you comfortable doing? that and the answer for me is um I probably have more people in my life that I'm comfortable sharing my wins with than I actually do. So the problem is with me is what I'm trying to say. Um, I'm very closeted about it, uh, about little successes. I've had lots of life experience that tells me not to share my successes. So I am personally working on sharing small wins and big wins uh, with the world. And can I tell you something? I did a triathlon in... The very, very end of July, I think it was. And I, I did so uncomfortable telling you this. (laughs) I literally learned nothing. Okay. So I came in first for my age group and the age group was, it it was very small. So I'm just going to be really honest with you about that. But I was the third woman to finish overall for the, uh, Over 40s. So they call that masters. If you're over 40, you're in the masters. So somebody wins the race overall. That was not me. Um, And then they basically separate out the masters and there's an overall winner for the masters. And I came in third. It was super fun to share that on Instagram. And I just shared photos from the race and I shared a picture of the podium. And those of you I'm connected with and we talk on Instagram or whatever. You were so supportive. And honestly, you made me feel like a rock star. And I mean, let's be honest, social media, like (laughs) it's so absurd. And we're all just out there like microdosing validation, right? But I genuinely wanted to share with you like, hey, you know, I, I have a birthday this month. I'm not 28. And I just did this thing. And I'm like, it's kind of fun. And you were so supportive and kind and loving and high fiving. And I just thought, Gah, we need to do this more. So this is my prompt to you to try this week, try to share a win, however big, however small, that part doesn't matter. And be vocal about a win to somebody that you trust. And by the way, I volunteer to be that person. So if you want to DM me with a win that you've had this week, I'm here for it. Now, what am I working on with my labor and toil? Um, I'm working on integrating my business and this Platform and my passion. So, I've always really carved out my profession and the way that I uh, create revenue, earn a living, however you want to say it. That's always been completely separate from On Air with Ella. It's been completely separate from the things that I do online and the conversations that I have on here. And I am super interested in no longer having a wall between all of those things and really integrating them. So that's what I'm working on right now and I don't know what that means for us or for this podcast. It'll be interesting to to see because I'm I'm actively seeking to kind of integrate all of the things that I do into a single single platform. So stay tuned. who knows? I don't. Um, do you have any tattoos? No don't have any tattoos. Uh, if I did, and this is a fun conversation starter. So if you're at a dinner party and you want to like sh- break the ice, ask people if they had to get a tattoo, what would it be? Okay? <laughs> Obviously some people already have them. If I had to get a tattoo, it would be the words memento mori, which is Latin uh, for remember we die. It's actually... Technically, remember you must die, but that sounds a little harsh. Um, Memento Mori is just a reminder like, this is the one life. Okay. Maybe we get more. I don't know. That's unconfirmed. So I'm going to go ahead and treat this life like it is the one. All right. And Memento Mori just means to me, you know, this is it. What will you wish you had done? Um, So, okay. Sorry. I'm getting a little carried away, but if I had a tattoo, that's what it would say, but I would never get a tattoo because I don't even want the same haircut for three months. Like I would be so bored of it so soon. And oh, I I have commitment issues. I can't do that. Oh, the other tattoo I'd get is I'd get Olympic rings, (laughs) you know, like on my back or somewhere cool because like someone's going to think I was in the Olympics. (laughs) All right, moving on. Um, Let's do two more questions. What products have you talked about on the air that you're still obsessed with? I listen to a lot of podcasts and everybody's always recommending their favorite things. And I often wonder how many people stick with the things they talk about. I love this question so much. I used to go, sorry, I just raised my voice. Um I used to kind of go crazy because the people that I admired or I thought I could just like be them if I took the same supplements they were taking. <laughs> like I you know when they recommended something I took it quite seriously and I spent a lot of money on things other people said worked. And then I was like, you know, 6 months later, are they are they do they even remember that? Um but here are the things I'm obsessed with and probably always will be. Living Libations, Living Libations is the company, Nadine Artemis is the founder. I've interviewed her at least twice, but Living Libations has all natural skincare and hygienic products and I I'm still obsessed. It's been I mean 6 years. Best skin ever is the <laughs> I don't love that name. Sorry Nadine. Best skin ever is the skin oil that I use every day of my life. Like every day but I use their teeth stuff Um, I use some of their sensual oils we'll talk about that later actually we're not going to talk about that the best skin ever oil I've probably recommended to a thousand people in my lifetime plus all of you just absolutely obsessed so I will link to that Um, I've talked about infrared sauna I've never talked about a brand uh, but I've talked about infrared actually I think I have talked about a brand anyway I'll link to that show but I love my infrared sauna I did not buy the brand that I talked about on that show just because I bought my off of Facebook Marketplace. So I bought the one that was available and I like it. The red light therapy, I interviewed the folks that made the Juve red light and that red light therapy, it's like collagen building. I swear it uh, helps my skin tone. I hope it helps my skin's collagen and elasticity, but all of the red light therapy uh, science is backed up with tons and tons and tons of data. NASA relies on red light therapy, probably not for collagen building, (laughs) Uh, But for other benefits, anti-inflammation, I'm a huge, huge fan and love my Juve Red Light. You're welcome, Juve. Free commercial for you there. I'm going to link to these things. Like if I'm still talking about them years later, I'm going to link to them. Episode 246, the one that I did recently with Bridget Boucher, Uh, I told you that I would share the business systems that I use every day in the show notes for 246, which you can find on on Ariella.com. I list the business systems that I use every day, everything from managing my money to the stuff I use for the podcast. So just so you know, that's all in the show notes as promised. And then I guess I'll just plug RTT again. because. I'm out here to change lives vicariously. Uh, So, yeah, I'm still obsessed with rapid transformational therapy. And I think I told you that I got sessions for everyone in my family. And I'm seriously considering getting sessions for some folks beyond my household, you know, like for Christmas gifts and that sort of thing. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Here's your therapy. Yeah. Okay. Well, unpopular opinion. (laughs) Okay, last one, last one, last one. What would surprise us about you? I don't know what would surprise you. Oh, oh, I know. I have ridiculously varied music tastes, like to the point that it's embarrassing. So I'm like, I have a playlist on Spotify. Do not... Connect with it. It's oh, I made it years ago. I think it's called Get Up and Move. It's called On Air with Ella. And then it says Get Up and Move. And I I originally I was so oh I was so committed to creating a playlist that if you were sitting on the sofa and you really needed motivation, you could just play the get up and move playlist on Spotify. I don't know why I'm telling you the name. Do not connect with it. Do not like it. Do not download it. Whatever you do with a playlist, don't do it because <laughs> I have multiple music personality disorder. It's a thing. I'm the only one that has it. And I will listen to anything from like my favorite song from Elevation Worship to like whatever white girl anthem is on there, you know, like Katy Perry or something to old school Nicki Minaj. And it's just filthy, like filthy stuff. (laughs) Okay. But I also have singing dysfunction. Like I randomly burst into song if I'm really getting into a run or a bike ride, (laughs) like out loud. (laughs) So when you combine these two things, the multiple music personality disorder plus um, like random bursts of singing dysfunction, it's actually terrifying. And you might like bike by me or something and I'm singing, like I'll just like kind of sing out loud one Lyric, like I was on a path where families are the other day and I was like, yo, how'd it taste? Cause, cause Nikki and, um, yeah, it's a bad idea. So I think it would surprise you how wildly incongruent my music tastes is. And I highly do not recommend my playlist. Um, something you're bad at. This is a bonus question. I'm bad at so many things. I'm really bad at golf. My husband's brilliant at it. I will not play with him. I went out once. I I suck at golf so much. Um, so yeah, because it requires patience and focus. I think that might be my problem with golf. So yeah, I'm, I'm not tolerable on a golf course. And then something else that I'm bad at is besides playlists is really recognizing my own triggers in the moment. And I'm really working on that. So I can recognize them later, but I'm still working on recognizing my own triggers in the moment. Like if I'm having a heated conversation or if I feel a certain way, you know, if somebody hurt my feelings, it's almost always because of me. Really, we hurt our own feelings, if you really think about it. So that's something else that I'm working on. You can file that in the what I'm working on bucket. Okay, well. That was an interesting one to end on. Is this interesting to you? Ask me any more questions. I like questions that get us thinking and you guys definitely got me thinking. So you know where to find me and every resource that I've mentioned, however briefly on here, I will link to in the show notes, except for my Spotify playlist. I'm not linking to that. Spare yourselves. All right, that's it for now. Love ya. Okay, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed today's show and got something out of it that you can use. If you did and you want to learn more, find me on Instagram at onairwithella or open the show notes for this episode and get all the links at onairella.com. There's no whiff. It's just onairella.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you for sharing the show. And thanks for inspiring me. You are quite simply awesome.